Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number five of Dive In With Waters. So over the past few episodes, a lot of our, my guests have spoken about the sense of community, mentoring, and connections that's within entrepreneurship. And my guest today, Sinead O'Keefe, is at, at the very heart of the startup community, not only in Dublin, but across Ireland. She has run numerous startup games for Techstars, which is a platform for investment and innovation. And back in April, Sinead led uh, the very first Techstars virtual startup weekend called Startup Week in Ireland, which was completely focused on bringing together people from all backgrounds to come together to innovate ideas and solutions to some of the biggest problems that COVID-19 has brought us. And it was a really exceptional weekend. And Sinead is here today, not only to talk about that there, but an array of other things. Hello, Sinead. Welcome to the show. Hi, David. You are super generous with that intro. Thank you very much. <laughs> no problem um, at all. Delighted to be on here. Great. It's great to have you. And you must, you must, you've, had a, you've had a really busy period at the moment with all the stuff that you've been doing. So thanks very much for taking the time out of your schedule to speak with me. Um, so the first question I actually have you is that you've been involved with Techstars now for quite a period of time. But we're going to go back about three years to your very first startup again in Galway. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, looking back now, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe I even jumped on this journey through through that way. And it actually started, so how I heard about Startup Weekends was um, I used to work in Dublin Tech Summit, so a friendly place that you obviously well know with you working (laughs) there now. I started in Dublin Tech Summit and um, Daniel Kine, who was heading up uh, the startups in Dublin Tech Summit, Mm -hmm. had mentioned and had seen my excitement around the kind of startups with Dublin Tech Summit and around the subjects and said, hey, you know, there's this thing called Startup Weekend and I'm involved with it and like I love going to them and I think you should come to one. And I said, look, okay, the next time someone is on, let me know. And I'd never gone to anything like this. I'd never I had at the time I was in my second year of marketing um marketing in Dublin business school up here in Dublin and when Daniel sent me this on I was looking at this event that was like startup weekend in Galway like three days all talking about like how to start up a company and like you know people from different backgrounds are coming together and I thought oh my dear good god okay number one (laughs) what could I possibly bring to this like I mean I'm studying marketing but I haven't worked in marketing and like you really um I think it's that whole imposter syndrome type thing being like I don't believe I could bring anything to this Mm -hmm. simply because you haven't tried it before um so there was that element to it and also it was just the fact that I was going to be going to Galway for this event for three days with Daniel and two of his other friends so myself being like five years older than them being like where am I (laughs) off to now with these boys down to Galway but we went down and let me tell you it was just the most amazing um community even on the first night on the Friday uh we all had a hostel down there and on the first night I got to meet the fabulous Jean Murphy who is when you think of Techstars and Startup Weekend you think Jean Murphy Godfather of Startups (laughs) that's it um so he was down there and I got chatting to him and I got chatting to um a few other people and it was actually Tracy Kyo who's the innovation uh community innovation manager with Bank of Ireland still for the um Southwest region she had organized it in the Bank of Ireland workbench down there in Galway Mm -hmm. and like straight away I'd, I'd still never been to an event that like like you know it was free food we got t-shirts everyone was like really mingling but like you know it wasn't that sense of like 
formality in suits or anything. Everybody yeah. was like, there was a, a weird buzz and I still didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> um, and I was talking to the two other guys who came down with myself and Daniel, um, uh, J- Jack and Connor and I was like oh my god guys like like you both like are like a, you're one one of you as a developer the other guys in business you've done these before like you must be like absolute whiz kids you must be like Elon Musk at the ready because <laughs> <laughs> like, you just you just don't know what's about to happen and yeah. then we just got introduced to this to the startup weekend things kicked off we formed teams um we pivoted our ideas throughout the weekend it was my first chance ever working with a developer um and a designer two of the guys on the team there was four of us in total including Daniel Kine and it was such an eye-opening experience. I'd never worked with a developer, so it was getting to see them build out a website and uh, our product used like RFID chips. Yeah. Um, and like, even though these guys that I was working with on the team were maybe a year or two younger, they had so much exposure to technology that I'd never been able to work with on a marketing aspect that um, it was phenomenal. And by the end of the like Sunday, we were on such highs. We were such a big family. Everyone was um, chatting to everyone. There was no team just working on their own because everyone shared the ups and the downs and everyone went for a lovely point afterwards. Um, and yeah, it was just such an amazing intro to what a textiles community uh startup weekend is and should be about which was just you know innovation entrepreneurship community and a bit of crack at the same time so it was amazing definitely and for anyone listening who maybe has never heard of a startup weekend before like is it only for entrepreneurs or is it for everybody for people who maybe don't have a business background yeah uh, so like especially with the one that just took place in COVID-19 I think what's really important for people to realize is that it's not it's not just about you building a business it's also about you having the opportunity to try new stuff so yeah. it could be it could be a case of let's say um you're someone who's transferring into a, into a different industry or you're transfer you're just currently learning a new skill whether that's in marketing or you're trying out a bit of code or whether it's you know market research or if it's just a specific challenge or problem that you're currently facing and you're just wondering if anyone else is having that issue uh it's about transferring those skills working with new people um it really is the height of collaboration because you're getting exposure to people with different back backgrounds and backgrounds. Yeah. so even if there's three people in marketing they're all coming from different industries different colleges different expertise so the output that gets put into any of the ideas is phenomenal and like like that i've taken part in participated in two and never actually taken on um taking the idea any further but the learnings is phenomenal. It's like going into a business course every time. It's it's super cool um, and invigorating. It is. It's like it's like a really fast course, and I think like I think everyone who is anyway creative should do should do or must do yeah. a startup weekend at some yeah. point because it's very hard even to explain. I think you've explained it perfectly, and you've really captured the enthusiasm enthusiasm of them. I know when I done them myself, same as you. I didn't know what to expect. I went, yeah. nearly wore a tie to it. That's how, that's how much I. <laughs> that, that's it. That's that because yeah. I think people are so afraid when you get introduced to business and like I I, I say this quite a, a, a bit now with my own friends, mm-hmm. especially people who aren't in the business or entrepreneurship scene, and they're like, oh yeah, but like we don't understand any of that or like coding or like you know you're getting introduced to so many new big words like uh, blockchain and entrepreneurship and everything like that when. Yeah. You, in reality, when you actually break those stuff down, 
into what they are fundamentally, people are like, oh, really? That's yeah. like, like, that's it? Like CRM systems is my favorite because my friends are like, uh-huh. one of them's a hairdresser. And I'm like, oh, so you use a, a CRM system? And she's like, a what? And I'm like, but you use it every day. And then you explain it to them and they're like, oh yeah, sure, I use this. And she's like, actually, I thought you could do this better like by doing this, this, this. So I think it's just the business industry itself and entrepreneur, um, if you're not growing up around it, the words and like that, you strung up in a tie, me thinking I couldn't contribute anything. I think it's just people just don't grow up around it so that the wording can sometimes be super off-putting when in like fundamentally everyone has come across a challenge. Everyone has like made a made a solution that has uh fixed that problem uh whether it's made revenue or whether it's simply you know an issue just within their house or something like that yeah. but they're all basic fundamental principles of it no definitely and i think that really sums it up and i think everyone can be an entrepreneur and i think that people get scared up by this term entrepreneur and a lot of this like the jargon that comes up with tech or that that scene and that realistic entrepreneurship, as I said in my previous episode, is really in my way, always finding a way, getting something. Yeah. And that's what it is. And it's that's lovely. a fancy thing. And I, that's what I always, I actually think I heard that first out of startup again. I heard that, that, that phrasing of it. And for me, it really encapsulated what entrepreneurship is all about. And I think yeah. it's are great because it's a real test of skills. And for founders who have ideas and maybe aren't ready to pitch it, but want to learn how to grow out an idea into something that's an MVP, start begins they're great and they're a great way to meet other people you can collaborate in the future with i think that's a beauty yeah. begins but so your second weekend was startup again was actually startup weekend west and you came up with your own idea to pitch now you said you didn't go on further with it but what was the idea um so the 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 second one was in in Kilkenny actually. Oh, okay. um, it was in it was based on so some of the startup weekends have themes and this one mm. did. It was on travel technology. Oh, cool. um, and I was very fortunate. I like that. I think with a startup weekend, it's not just about entrepreneurship. So this is a great example because my mindset going into this startup weekend was, I want to do some public speaking I want to get up and speak in front of people because I don't outside of college and doing presentations I don't have that much experience with it so on Friday night when they ask someone to pitch an idea uh, who wants to pitch an idea I'm just going to pitch one and this is going to be my takeaway so that I have a nice tick off and a a new skill uh, a bit learned lo and behold god I never thought the idea would get brought forward (laughs) (laughs) and and uh, it was really interesting because there was you know in the room in Kilkenny, I think there was only like three or four developers and one designer. And like everybody was scraping to get the designers and developers onto their team. So like (laughs) me trying to build out a team, not to mind only going down with the mindset of, oh, I'll just pitch an idea. Um, But yeah, so what ended up happening was um, I formed a team with three other guys um, who Mm -hmm. are all absolutely phenomenal. And we built out um, an idea called Walking Wonder that won the best pitch. Um, thank you very much it was super nerve-wracking and for someone who like myself I consider myself an extreme extrovert it's hard to (laughs) shut me up but like Jesus that was very that was very difficult to get up and pitch like that so I give kudos to anybody who has frozen and gotten back up again it's such an amazing opportunity yeah and I think what's amazing to point out with startup weekends and why 
I've stuck around with them is because it's such a risk-free environment. Like you get to learn a lot about entrepreneurship without having to give up anything outside of time. You know, you're not, you're not in financial risk after it. You're not, you know, putting your name on the line after yeah. it. There's nothing associated. Um, but the Kilkenny one walking wonder was, um, it's basically a personalized walking tour. So mm. it allows you to discover new places in your own time um, and looking at things that's of interest to you so nice idea yeah it was it was it was a really cool one and like I was only thinking back on it this morning because obviously I knew some of the questions that were coming up and um with this one I was kind of like geez why didn't I ever take that one (laughs) but you have to be passionate like one thing I always say is like if if you want to take on an idea think can you see yourself five to seven years down the line still with it because you know it's not always an exit or an opportunity that it gets Mm. sold on like you might have to marry this idea Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we had a fa- fabulous team and we won best pitch at that and we had fabulous judges and I got to meet uh, some of the people that I'd still be in connection with today. So just oh, to show you the community that's in there, NDRC, Angela Duffy was one of the mentors there who yeah. I'd still be very friendly friendly with. Alan Costello was a judge. His questions are always phenomenal. They give me stage <laughs> right down there, but they're I, so good. They're always like, they're never too harsh or too critical. He just really no. likes to deep dive yeah. and get you to show the work you've put in over the 54 hours. Um, and David Pollard was another one who I met with um, for coffee afterwards. I think yeah. one of the biggest, um, I guess positives are like things you could really act on on a startup weekend, regardless of what you've done is always reach out to the mentors and judges afterwards for whatever bit of advice or a coffee. If they're in the industry that you want to get into, you know, ask them for a coffee or always just, you know, make that lukewarm connection with them on LinkedIn and have a nice message and stuff. Just so if you ever need a future reach out, because that's come, um, come back to me in, in so much help. Uh, like that with David Pollard as the judge from Startup Weekend Kilkenny. I reached out to him and we had a coffee outside yeah. Stephen's Green where I told him I didn't know what I was doing. I, I was currently after leaving a job and I was really just in the midst of being like, where am I going to go next? What am I going to do? Like, you know, I get so passionate about Startup Weekends, but like, you know, I'm just out of a job now. How can I marry the two to help me take a next step forward and he was just like okay well what do you like and I was like I like fashion and I like technology and he's like okay cool so when I start up weekend on fashion and technology and I was like whoa really I can do that and um that's where startup weekend fashion tech my first startup weekend came out of um was from David Pollard being a judge at one of them from me reaching out and connecting with him and for him simply for giving up the time the community in with textiles in entrepreneurship in general in Ireland is absolutely phenomenal but like that again like really if people just um reach out to the the people that are in this community everyone is willing to give up time or mm-hmm. help a person out um I'm not sure what it's like for different countries but like with textiles itself globally they're amazing but the Irish community in general is is really fabulous for that type of um outreach and helping so yeah so that's kind of how that's brilliant and that was a great segue into what my next question was going to be was how did you go from being a participant into an organizer but you said there that your first one was fashion tech and i know from meeting you that you are just so passionate about that area so running your first startup weekend and organizing it what was that experience like running that in-person event especially for a topic which is quite different which maybe not everyone is knows about so how did you find that process 
Oh, that's that's actually a really good question because I got so many learnings mm-hmm. from the fashion tech industry about even just on a global level because obviously you have to research the topic to see, you know, like what kind of mentors are you going to need on board? Like, you know, how progressive is the industry worldwide? How, um, how uh, like what's its current state in Ireland? Yeah. And we... <laughs> after I had decided and we'd everything done up and I was like gunning for fashion tech, did I only start realizing how um, evident it was that like it was non-existent in Ireland. I met a few entrepreneurs that were here in NDRC and um, met them in person first and just asked them about it. And it came to the point that like one of them, when she, she had her own um, startup at the time in fashion tech and she used to try and get money that she'd at least be able to go to London once a month to be yeah. able to speak with people within fashion tech because there was nobody else in Ireland. So Ooh. like, yeah, like you're talking, there was massive barriers. I had barriers where I was reaching out to lecturers in uh, fashion topics. I'm not going to name anything or any yeah. specific courses or anything, um, but I would reach out to them and their topic and what they were teaching was in, was in this industry. And when I explained to them how amazing a startup weekend would be and what could get involved, and they were like, oh, this sounds super exciting. My students would be well up for this. And I was like, yes. And like some of these were like the director of these courses in the college. And I'd get well like done. a 24-hour response where they turn around and said, sorry, I just think there's too much tech. I just don't think it's going to be any benefit oh. to my to my, to my my students and stuff, which like put off alarm bells in my head being like, okay, like the fashion industry is seriously not where it needs to be if Mm -hmm. you know if they if they're thinking technology isn't isn't uh, shouldn't be integrated or isn't integrated to this area Um, and one of the parts was like supply chain so it was really interesting to see that the the director for the course thought that this wouldn't have you know any positive impact or be an opportunity for it so like yeah you're talking like some really pushbacks and I was there like a headless chicken being like, okay, well, I'm just trying to run this startup weekend. <laughs> it's like, and it's incredible so that that was the feedback you got because now they're seeing that actually one point, maybe two, one point seven, somewhere in between that, tons of CO2 emissions is from the fashion industry. Yeah, they're the second biggest polluter in the world. Second biggest polluter in the world. Yeah. It's incredible that what you heard was that our supply chain and a lot of it is from the supply chain. So it's just yeah. phenomenal. And I think... I think another start beginning around two was around sustainability. And it's funny because they're both so linked together that I know fashion tech as a whole, for people, it encompasses a wide array of technology, but mm. it's, it's that area of sustainability and sustainable. Yeah. They're both quite tied because, as you said, it's one of the biggest polluters. So when you were, when, yeah. you, the, when, you, when you ran the startup again for fashion tech and then the sustainability one, what were some of the main takeaways you got from that, from the ideas that came out of those weekends? Mm, well, so the fashion tech one was mine. The sustainability one, mm-hmm. I'll just, for clarification, is I jumped in with the organizing team. Mm-hmm. So all of the people, so it was ran by um, Emily O'Gorman and they had it in Huckletree. But mm-hmm. I, def- I I jumped in because I had previous experience. Yeah, um, but I, I'll put my hands up and say that I didn't do any of the organizing side. I was there leaning on for the whole weekend when it was like, <laughs> oh, what should we do with this situation? Um, <laughs> but that's really but, important. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was delighted to be able to do it. And they ran an absolutely like killer startup weekend. And I think um, 
I think they, they were very different. I think at the time the Sustainability Startup Weekend was run and organised and sustainability as a term had already infiltrated, like, like penetrated globally. So like it was yeah. that buzzword. So I think they really hit the nail on the head with, with running the Sustainability Startup Weekend when they did because they had it all throughout the actual weekend. So, you know, it was like you had... Uh, recycling throughout the weekend they had really good talks they did meditation uh, introduced through it so they had a lot of stuff that was key and on point and I think everybody felt uh, really that like the whole event itself was like married with the actual topic and theme of the weekend and the ideas that came out of it um, and the people that attended you could just see that they were pa- that they were also really passionate on the topic of sustainability Whereas with the fashion tech one, um, and even now I'll say that that fashion tech, if I was to run it now, yeah. you get way more traction because fashion tech, as, uh, as a glo- as a global um, topic, is now coming to the forefront of the fashion industry, whereas it wasn't even considered back then. So there was a few people like um, Ashling Ashling Byrne, who is the CEO of New, New Wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she attended and her idea and team came second. Um, and there was like a lot of stuff that people were just even thinking about that they hadn't thought about previously. So like, you know, using a circularity fashion. So like one of the ideas was like having a complete uh, sneaker that you could bring back into uh, circularity, like purpose and, and stuff. Um, and Ashling's one, I think, was a circular loop. So it was actually having the supply chain that it went from start to bit to end, where it was like circular again. Um, and then the winning team's one was like a, a Tinder for fashion. So you ah. could share your wardrobe. You could actually scan your items and they could go into your wardrobe digitally and um, you could share them with your friends. So if you're picking out an outfit, they basically seen when they were paving the streets uh, and that most people, that 70% of respondents agreed that they would ask someone for a second opinion on their outfit before they wore it. Ah. So this is a way to incorporate that. So they basically had it like swipe left and right functionality app working uh, by the end and they were such a young team so there was definitely great ideas in fashion tech but I think what you would get now compared to then um, is so different because now people are starting to understand that fashion needs a whole changeover Um, but yeah they were both really great startup weekends and I think it's super important that there's themed based ones as well as general ones in Ireland because it pushes people to go into these verticals into these themes and work on ideas in that so it was very interesting yeah no definitely I think even about like the fashion tech industry you mentioned there like even like I was reading it says that globally that like it says AI within fashion as a market is worth um I hope is worth 228 US dollars million US dollars and that was in 2019 and and at the time saying that was projected to grow to 1.2 billion by 2024 now now with everything going on in the world that those figures might adjust but it just so staggering amount that where that industry is go, going and how it's growing. And I think for you to have the foresight back a number of years ago when it wasn't a thing in Ireland, but just combining your two passions was incredible. And I think a big part of that is when like David, and as you said, following up with those mentors and actually finding that you can combine two things you love into something which you are now turning into a career is just really exciting. 
Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a big part about like um, I think I'm lucky that I'm an extrovert, extrovert. So if there's any <laughs> introverts who are listening, I would hugely say like when you lean on the community, like the community is there, like the likes of David Pollard and the likes of yourself, David and Colin Kyo, Jean Murphy, Tracy Kyo, um, all of these people I've been able to lean on throughout the years, throughout the last three years, going mm. from a participant to wanting to get involved more, and I'd say that's one of the biggest things so like going from an attendee to going to an organizer my biggest reasoning one of it was you know I was stuck and I didn't know where next to go but the reason why I continued is because there is the type of people that continue within Techstars and Startup Weekend are the type of people that see the difference that participating in one of these does to a person and they want to be able to replicate and offer that for someone else and that's really why that people that are involved in it were super friendly and were super dedicated to it outside of anything else besides from an actual day job or anything is yeah. genuinely the even the feedback we've gotten from the recent startup weekend makes it so worthwhile it's phenomenal and um, that people get this experience definitely and talking about the recent startup weekend now this was a really unique one in the sense that mm. first virtual one that kind of united all these independent startup communities in Ireland as one large kind of startup weekend, which had, what were the numbers again? It was staggering the amount of people that took, took part. Yeah, so we had something like um, 200 people sign up and on the weekend in itself over it, we had just under 100 people. So there it's was, incredible. Uh, yeah, it was absolutely phenomenal and it's super different. And like a lot of people, um, it was their first startup weekend mm-hmm. and like, I'm trying to think, you know, how brave I was. Like I had to, I of course had to stick out the full startup weekend because for my first one, I was on a bus. I was stuck down in Galway. Like there was nowhere (laughs) for me to go if I wanted to go anywhere. And I can actually remember on the Saturday, I believe, or maybe it was this, maybe it was the Sunday that I was so tired and exhausted from the startup weekend that our hostel was only down the road and I nipped back for an hour nap and came back to the team. <laughs> so like knowing people that joined this startup weekend virally um, yeah. and came in and gave up their whole entire weekend and just like, you know, put all their effort into it, you know, put aside their, you know, maybe their if they weren't that confident going in before maybe had like a bit of imposter syndrome or maybe you know they weren't fully under understanding the the idea they were working on and like you know still just powered ahead um and got to a stage where they were all comfortable it was absolutely amazing to watch Um, brilliant what was really what was really unique about the weekend was that it was really what was unique about the weekend it was really focused on the COVID-19 and the problems surrounding that Mm -hmm. And I know I was mentoring on it, but the range of ideas was incredible. All aspects and even like seeing the the long list of ideas before they were kind of whittled down. Yeah. 18 hours worked on. It was, they were all really strong. Like all those ideas in in a normal, could all have made true to a a normal startup again that was in person. Um, I think to you and the organizing team, and I think I have to say this, it was incredible. And I think people can still go on and actually watch watch the pitches online on YouTube, can't they? Now they can go on YouTube and check them out. Yeah, so we still have our YouTube channel up, Startup Week in Ireland. Um, and the Sunday at 5 p.m. one is the one that um, you can see all the pitches. Um, so it's super good. You can probably cut out the first like 20 minutes because it's just me just going through thanking all the amazing organizers <laughs> and mentors and stuff like that. But um, yeah, like like the point that you touched on in terms of like the 
the standard, the level of um, quality of the ideas that got put forward was really like astounding. And I, I have to say that like, I think the preparation and the passion from the get-go from the organizing side, yeah. um, like I think it was a month before that, that I had seen a form on one of my socials from Jean Murphy being like, hey guys, what would you think about doing a startup weekend for COVID-19? And, you know, that's how it all began. And it began from like that, you know, Gene understanding that this startup weekend can now be used for some good and to, to bring yep. it forward. And Techstar, he calls with Techstars and then Techstar is obviously seeing that this could be a global initiative. Um, and by the end, 55 countries ran a startup weekend with 16,000 participants globally. So over three weekends, there was like 16,000 um, myself and Weechi, who were two of the organizers, had signed up first and then like, by three or four days, we built out the team to include ourselves of a full team of 13, with Jean Murphy included as well. And they were absolutely an engine. And I think the way that we worked it from the very beginning, all the way up to when we were getting the ideas in yeah. from people, um, you know, passion uh, for entrepreneurship and what it can do as a community, regardless, to be honest, regardless if it was around COVID-19 or not, you know, the community and the passion yeah. that that's brought in that's that's like within textiles itself is so amazing and is so inspiring to be put into the mind and for new people to join and for even existing people to get that opportunity to do it now when you know maybe they're a bit doom and gloom but then also having it so that you know it's actually tackling um the the greater pandemic of of COVID-19 where now it's not only them being like inspired and motivated to try on entrepreneurship but now trying to fit, solve some of the challenges that they know that people are facing globally so it gave like I, I don't know even know if I'm left say this on a podcast but it like lit a fire up so many people like yeah I won't finish off the sentence it lit a fire oh. in people <laughs> 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 that just I had like yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not sure and I would love to do another virtual startup weekend, but I just think for the first one having everybody super passionate about yeah. finding um a challenge and finding a problem that everybody is facing and I think that's what was so amazing about the ideas is, is you could res there was always one you were gonna res you're gonna resonate with one more than the other, but it also showed you what areas or what what different difficulties that you might never have even looked at like there were yeah. some of the ones that i just i just didn't even think about or you know and it puts you really at the front seat driver of what you can do within COVID 19 it really allowed you to just you know use what you have get your life skills out work work in an absolutely um passionate environment with like-minded individuals mm -hmm. regardless if you're if you've ever touched innovate uh, entrepreneurship or anything innovative yeah um, it just allowed you to completely be yourself and use what skills you have um and just really come into it it was, it was yeah it was super and having organized in-person events and then a virtual event what were like the biggest challenges you faced because you see now a lot of like event organizers are now faced when having to run virtual events for communities and you get people who didn't want to run maybe who want to run their own community events so what 
from running a virtual event, what was that experience like? And what were some of the biggest challenges you faced in doing that? And how did you overcome them? Um, the first thing that I will say is anyone who's doing a community event, regardless if you're on your own um, or if you're with, if, if, if you're preferably within a team, because I think it just, you know, sometimes on your own, it can be very hard to face the challenges. Um, I have yeah. to say for myself personally, my the biggest advice I could give is get the right people behind you, get the right people involved in the team. Um, every single person within the team that I had really um, gave it their all. Um, and brought out the best in each other so even the days when I wasn't doing my best they were there and not one of them whatever you know we all were very kind to each other and understanding yeah. of the fact that like we only had two and a half weeks to organize this I was incredible this hasn't been done this this hasn't been done before so nobody um came in with everybody was super humble and super productive and just got us to the point that we needed to the standard that we wanted for the uh, participants to experience. And I think that's really down to the people that you have. Like mm -hmm. they just really cared about each other. And like, I got so many kind messages um, from my own team, as did I give out to them. We probably love each other a little too much. It's just like <laughs> an absolute family after the whole entire thing. Um, but yeah, it makes such a difference. And you know, it's one of the biggest, pieces of feedback we got from the participants and I think with any event if you're working with a team you should be getting back that you know the team worked well especially online because you are going to see the different elements of the team yeah. so if you're putting pressure on one person and that's the only person being shown um, then you're having a problem because the other people you know there there should be a mix and a combination so for example like our tech team well, just phenomenal three lads amazing guys um yep. sam daniel and Sai, and they just you know from the get-go they went off looked at these new technologies so that this incorporates kind of the second point which is you're going to be dealing with technology that right now more than likely doesn't fit all the needs in one platform yeah that's very true so that was kind of the one of the realizations and i think that was one of the Another reason, again, why our team was so amazing was because nobody got frustrated with the technology. We all made the statement loud and clear so that we all knew as guys, one platform isn't going to do everything for us. Mm -hmm. And now we got to give ourselves a break and see, okay, well, what platforms can do the majority of what we need in as little few platforms as possible because, you know, then we're also taking into consideration that a lot of people were it's their first time doing a startup weekend. And regardless if it's their first time or not, a lot of people, technology isn't their, isn't like their, their full-time job. Yeah. So we were dealing, we tried to deal with the mindset of that this could be from everyone who doesn't know how, who doesn't have a Google Drive to everybody up to who's like, you know, building out machine learning with IBM. You know, you're dealing with such different scales. So we really tried to, uh, especially the guys on the, on the tech side and even with our marketing team and how we were putting out communications and doing like live YouTube, Ask Me Anything, we were really trying to ensure that technology was friendly. And if it, if it wasn't extremely needed, we didn't use it. So we used YouTube, we used um, Discord, which was our communication engagement channel. Um, and we also used Miro, which was a, a whiteboard tool so people could build out their legal canvas framework onto it. And I think it just really goes to show the effort that the, that the lads put in. Um, the whole team as a whole for that has seen like none of the feedback that we've got 
uh, was anything around the technology. If there was a frustration that happened over the weekend, people did move on to like a Google Hangout or a Zoom or something, yeah. but nobody um, was frustrated with us as an organizing team or the technology because it's as simple as it hasn't been done before and just you have to be some way lenient with technology as well because mm -hmm. it's never been asked to do this type of Definitely. functionality. So. What I, what I found really unique about it, because I was mentoring at the beginning, was that um, what I really enjoyed about it, and something I always think about, is how you can combine aspects of the virtual part with the in-person events. And I think for mentoring, it's really strong, because when a mentor can't physically be at a startup again, but can join in virtually, and you have virtual mentors, it's a great way for mentors to start mentoring startups without having to be there. Have you seen parts of the virtual weekend that you think could be incorporated into an in-person startup again? Yeah, um, I think one of the parts about getting the ideas in beforehand mm -hmm. um, or even that like that, I think the mentoring ones, I think if, if you were to go forward and if you were to do specific themed startup weekends again, yeah, I think um, having mentors on hand um, outside of the actual mentoring session. So on Saturday morning, you know, mentors come in and they mentor for a block period. But at that stage, ideas are really still in their in their very basic. Yeah, yeah. So, what what I would say is that if you're especially doing them on themes, is that for the evening times, find mentors that are maybe industry specific, and ask them if they wouldn't mind being on call, so that you know if there was a half an hour call that was needed. Say, for example, like you're dealing with like PPE equipment um, on our startup weekend. We're dealing with like. Um, uh, the health industry um, and like having uh, testing kits. Um, so you're dealing with really specific stuff that you don't need a mentor to come in and give up like four hours of their time, you know, when all the ideas aren't going to be based on that. But having maybe them on call throughout the evening, that if mm -hmm. someone was to give a half an hour ring or whatever, that they could they could do that. Um, I think that's one of the stuff. The... Um, the other thing, oh, the ask me anythings were that we did on YouTube live um, on the lead up to us. We did two before it. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one was really themed on the schedule. What is a startup weekend? What you will be experiencing and like what you can do yourself now to gear yourself up. And also to, you know, we wanted to let people know that the startup weekend is different to an offline because you have to put your ideas in before you come to the event. Um, so having those ask me anythings um, and basing them on what you might need the, your attendees to know and giving them, it's like giving them a guidebook before they get to a startup weekend. I don't think that's a bad idea to actually bring that in for a normal startup weekend where the people can actually have a guidebook, especially if it's going to be done online because our second one was all on Discord, which mm -hmm. is their communication channel. So it offered us the opportunity to... Um, take out the congestion of everybody trying to unload onto the platform on a Friday with the same questions, with the same issues, whereas instead we created kind of like a trickle funnel where, you know, people knew the day beforehand that they'd be getting the email. This is how you were going to set up and this is how you could get yourself set up. And if you were having difficulties, here is how you would reach out to people. So it directed the flow of traffic and questions and issues and stuff. So we didn't have that oh my God, there's so many people on Discord and nobody knows how to get through and nobody knows how to, it, it, it alleviated that from the Friday. So I think Ask Me Anythings um, would be a, a great uh, component to add into a normal startup weekend. 
That's brilliant. And I think one thing if you've kind of touched on throughout the entire show here today was that the that importance of community and how powerful it is. And like you like even with Gene and him, like him talking to Techstars then what grew out of that and how powerful it is. I think Techstars start up against ten years this year, which is in Ireland, yeah. And you think a lot of like a majority of the people in the startup community, especially in Dublin and Ireland, have been involved with some form of a startup again at some point, either as a speaker, as a mentor, as a sponsor, you know, or have known someone. And it's a, it's it's such an important part. And then you see a lot of people then their own hackathons, and it really breeds so much innovation, which is fantastic. And so my last question would be is for those people who are listening that are have that spark in them that they want to do their own thing, lead their own path and trial out ideas, what advice would you give to them to start engaging with the community now? Yeah, um, there's definitely a few things. So in, in terms of like information and checking out like the right events and what's coming up for you, Startup Digest is a phenomenal one. Um, they have a Startup Digest, I believe, in down in Limerick, um, possibly in Waterford and Dublin. So Startup Digest is really where you go to get all your information on uh, what events, webinars, what co-working spaces are doing. Um, I would highly suggest, you know, there's so many co-working spaces now around Ireland and innovation labs and they really do amazing kind of intro events. So regardless of what county you're in um, and especially take the opportunity now because most of them are virtual. So you'll be able to get to attend um, a lot of them and they'll give you you know, exposure to people, um, whether it's through like a panel discussion, a Q&A or maybe a program that's coming up for new entrepreneurs that you can uh, pitch your idea into uh, so Startup Digest is a good one checking out your co-working spaces and innovation hubs a third one would be Scale Ireland so mm. that's another really good um, platform and um, yeah I think the only other one after that then is like is you know Ireland is is, is a very open organized community yeah. So reach out if you have a specific industry LinkedIn really is, is, a, is a powerhouse tool it's like, a powerhouse tool yeah, just just really, I would suggest um, reaching out to someone, adding them as a friend, always leave a message. Do not add someone and expect for them to see that you've worked maybe a year in that industry and that <laughs> they, they, they should, you should have stuff in common. Um, I always say have a lukewarm little intro with one point of why you'd like to connect with them. And then when they do connect with you, you know, follow up with a message because that first one can sometimes go unseen um, and just reiterate your first point and also just, you know, that's that warm connection is made in there um and don't be don't be afraid to reach out for them don't be afraid to ask for like you know a 20 minute coffee a virtual one or um mm. don't be afraid to ask for an actual conversation call well, the only thing i will say is when you are doing that is like you know if you're doing a 20 minute call have 40 minutes preparation put into that you know oh, yeah. people are giving up their time and stuff and it's something that i went into a bit blindsided just because you can tell I like to speak at the space of a racehorse. Um, but one thing that I've learned personally is when you're reaching out to make a connection, or to, uh, you'd be surprised how many say yes. Make sure you're prepared for when they say yes. Don't reach out for the sake of it. Reach out with, with intent, uh, with purpose, yeah. and the other person will really definitely respond and they will, it will give you as much help as possible. And so I think that's the best uh, ways. Attend the next Startup Weekends. I know Ashling will be running one. Um, what the hack I believe is running another one and they're yep. very much 
based on a specific problems within COVID-19. So I would highly suggest checking out something like that. Um, so there's, yeah, there's lots of more hackathons and events uh, and webinars. I really suggest Startup Digest is definitely one of the, the first ones I'd get into. That's brilliant. And that's some fantastic practical step-by-step advice that anyone listening to engage, there's a lot of you there to digest and uh, digest hard, Startup Digest. <laughs> did a pun there accidentally <laughs> so um so yeah just love you to digest and start out and listen Sinead thank you so so much for your time and for coming on the show today and sharing all about your experience and you never know anyone listening, if you go to your first start again in three years time you could be the person who's organizing your own tech starts events so you never know it it all starts by taking the first move and going there and thank you so much for your time and for anyone listening keep um, an eye up on an eye on the linkedin instagram pages for diving with waters on my next guest and the next episode and thanks very much and i'll speak to you soon